We're very appreciative of the fact that Ameren, Illinois, makes a number of their representatives available to WXAN from time to time to talk about issues of interest and concern. And today we are being joined by George Justice. George, thank you for your time. Glad to be here, Will. So, George, tell us, what is your title with Ameren, Illinois? I'm the uh, vice president of electric operations. I'm based here in Collinsville, just across the river from St. Louis. And how long have you been in that job? I've been in this job uh, just two or three years, but I have been with uh, Ameren and its predecessors for 40 years this year, so something I'm a little proud of. Well, yeah, you should be. That uh, type of longevity is to be appreciated. What was the first job you had with Ameren or whatever uh, predecessor it might have been? I was actually with Illinois Power when I started in 1982, and I was an electric transmission line design engineer. So, uh, George, coming up is uh, Na- September is National Preparedness Month. Uh, talk a little bit about what National Preparedness Month means to you. We're uh, approaching the end of September, which is hard to believe, but one of the worst ice storms that I was uh, associated with in my entire career occurred in November of 2006, and November is not that far away. And for us here at Ameren, the uh, the winter storm season is something we dread far worse than uh, than summer storms. Summer storms are quick; they usually involve a pretty small area. Although you know, it's a tornado obviously is a severe storm, but an ice storm can affect hundreds or even thousands of square miles. And uh, those are often multi-day efforts when the weather's cold and uh, so September is a good time for us to make sure folks are ready for that winter season and do the things they need to do to prepare for uh, for uh, winter weather. And so the question that customers always ask during these large restoration efforts is, how does Ameren determine whose lights come back on first? Yeah, we uh, we like to focus first on making sure our emergency response facilities like police and fire departments, if we can get those on, hospitals in particular, if we can get those on quickly at first, we'll focus on that. Uh, but after that, really, it's kind of like the interstate uh, highway system. We we try to get our bigger, if we've got bigger lines down, the high, very high voltage lines, if we can get those on, uh, we can get thousands of customers back on relatively quickly. So our overall philosophy is we we focus on the things that can get the most number of customers back on as quickly as we can. And then we work our way down to the smaller voltages, down to the, uh, you know, even down to individual uh, neighborhoods, and, and then lastly, individual customer outages. So if you're out on a rural line and you're miles away from, from town, you're probably going to be out for a while in a, in a major storm because we, we are focusing on, again, getting the most customers on as quickly as we can. George Justice is with us today from Ameren, Illinois. What uh, is the customer responsible for on their home? You know, if your home is uh, served by an overhead wire, we call that an overhead service, there's usually a, uh, a thing called a weather head that comes out of your meter box and goes either up through the roof or beside the roof where uh, we attach our wires to the customer wires. And anything after that connection to uh, to us is, is the customer's responsibility. And what happens is, especially in ice and winter storms, is tree limbs will crash through your service wire or just the ice itself can rip that weather head down and customers need to make uh, get a private electrician to come out and fix that before we can reconnect to you. We will work with folks as much as we can to get you reconnected, but 
if that's really damaged and it's pretty common, then uh, folks need to be prepared to do that. You know, I've interviewed various reps with Amron over the years. I think one thing that's important to note is the investment that Amron has made in hardening the infrastructure that delivers power to customers over the last decade or so, whether it be putting in uh, poles every so often that are made of a different material that uh, strengthens the lines, and also the uh, the ability to sort of monitor your grid and, and to quickly know where uh, damage has been has has occurred has I think made the response more efficient. It certainly has, and our emergency response has really changed in the last ten years. We've been working on what we call the modernization action plan with all the things that, that you mentioned. But one of the additional things we did is most customers now, or virtually every customer, has an automated meter on their business or on their home. And those meters will send us uh, signals if that customer's out of power. Now, sometimes it might take a few minutes for for that signal to get here. And it's always good for customers to go ahead and call us at 800-755-5000. But the system we have in 2022 is way different than the system we had in 2012. Uh, In addition to all those things that you mentioned, we've also... uh, in the middle of a program of installing what we call distribution automation. And that uh, that automation actually senses, say, a car hits a pole in the middle of a, a feeder. The uh, systems that we have now on some of the circuits and we'll have on more in the future will actually sense where that outage is and isolate that outage from as many customers as, as it can in order to keep them on while until uh, we get to... Uh, in that case, replace that pole. And uh, customers never know that they were part of that because uh, they won't even usually even see a blink. But that's really saved us some uh, outages and uh, kept more customers in service uh, in, in just the few recent years that we've been doing this. I think it's also important to talk just for a moment about backup generators. I think there are more homes today that have generic backup generators than probably ever before. And, you know, in these sorts of storms and ice storms, those things are going to kick on. It's important people do the right maintenance and have those things serviced, uh, not only so that they're getting what they bought and paid for whenever a situation happens, but also to make sure that, um, you know, the folks that are working for Amron out here on the lines aren't having to deal with any auxiliary problems created by those backup generators yes i'm glad you said that i mean for as a customer with one of those backup generators if if it wasn't installed properly they can actually be trying to feed the entire neighborhood uh and you know it's it's a danger to our folks although our folks are trained to check for voltage before they touch any wires but uh so those they need to isolate their generation from our system and, and when they do kick on and that helps everybody out, including them. George Justice is with us. Can you offer any other customer safety tips, George? Certainly. Uh, again, I would like to make sure folks d- d- don't take anything I say is not to call us. Please call us. We appreciate those calls. It's 800 755 especially if you see a d- down line or even, uh, you know, smell natural gas or, or whatever. Please feel free to call us 24-7. Uh, one of the things that we stress is you know if especially in the winter when you may have trees down on lines uh, to stay indoors until uh, especially after sunset because down lines may not be 
may not be able to see them. They may be buried in that brush. And unfortunately, we've had some cases where folks got out and wandering around and got into uh, energized lines that were hiding in, in that bush and so forth. So, and keep your kids indoors too. Not not a good time to go outside and have kids play while uh, while there may be down power lines around. Uh, and I guess the the other thing that we encourage, uh, just like any other potential emergency, is to have an emergency kit ready to go in case you need it for a few days. And that kit can, you know, uh, flashlights, batteries. You might even want a battery-powered radio. And something I talk to my wife about all the time, she's walking around with one bar of charge on her cell phone most of the time, is if you see bad weather coming, it's a good idea to charge up your cell phone because you may need it and uh, may not be able to charge it if the power's out. Yeah, and even... Things like non I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and having those auxiliary uh, power supplies that you could charge your phone from, I have one of those that I take off to times with me if I'm going on vacation uh, somewhere where I'm going to be using a lot of public transit or something, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to plug in and charge a phone. So just having those uh, ready to go, too, help a lot. They, they do indeed, you know, and if you've ever seen on these uh, great big outages like hurricanes and so forth, the insurance companies now bring around a trailer with batteries and generators so that folks can charge their phones because that is their only communication with the outside world. So, uh, again, that, that's always a good idea to keep that operating. No doubt. And so, and then uh, for your emergency kit, you know, anything that you think you might need, particularly bedding, blankets, sleeping bags, and if you've got infants or elderly family members that's with special needs, whatever specifics you would need for those folks, have that in your emergency uh, stockpile as well. George, we appreciate your time very much. Uh, George Justice with Amberin, Illinois. September is uh, Preparedness Month, and as we think about the winter months coming, it's good to refresh our minds and take the steps we need to take so that uh, us and our families can uh, be safe should one of these emergencies occur. George, thank you so much for your time. More than welcome.